Well, the police union says new anti-gang patch laws will put staff, particularly those in small towns, under increased pressure. The government is planning to ban gang patches in public and to introduce extra powers for police to stop gang members from congregating. But there are questions over whether the law will be able to be enforced. Chris Carhill is Police Association President and joins us now. Kia ora, good morning. Are you there? Yes, good morning. Hi there. Hi, Chris. Uh, Tell us, what are your concerns around enforcement of these new uh, gang laws? Well, it's going to be difficult to enforce them equally across the country at all times. I think that's going to be the biggest challenge. I mean, the reality is that when you're in a a large metropolitan centre, you've got a lot of backup, you've got a lot of staff you can call upon. Now, if you're working in a small rural station, it might just be you or one other colleague. If you've got 10 or 20 gang members, you're going to have to make the choice that you're not going to be able to enforce the pack ban at that time. But... You know, look, police are innovative and they'll find other ways of doing it. It depends how the law is written and what powers it gives. Are you talking about in terms of discretion? Yeah, well, also, you know, will police, for instance, have the ability um, to execute a search warrant later on to seize a patch that you were warned for wearing and didn't take off um, at an earlier time? Something like that. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting how it all unfolds. Do you th- is it just, just down to numbers? Well, it's not just down to numbers. You've got to look at the um, the circumstances. Uh, you know, uh, is, it, is, it, is it really the most important thing that's happening at that time? Uh, is, is there more serious issues that need to be addressed? You know, it, it's an interesting one. I mean, the, the challenge in New Zealand, I think, is if you were just talking about what we might call outlaw motorcycle gangs, yeah, your house angels, your headhunters, things like that, you, you'd probably be able to police it easier than when you're talking about gangs like the Mungu Morg and the Black Power, who have been embedded in communities for, you know, 50, 60 years, and, and they are, you know, a significant part of those communities. And, and that becomes a lot more difficult when you're approaching it, especially when you're going to have to work with these whānau and small rural communities or even provincial New Zealand again and again. Yeah, and some of these uh, the concerns about the lack of staff, uh, as we've seen, are in some of these smaller towns with, um, you know, a high gang population. Is it problematic? Is it hard to get people to move to those places? Yeah, look, I've got real concern about the future of rural policing. It has become very hard. Uh, it's, it's a combination of factors. It can be very difficult to get accommodation, uh, good quality housing, either rental or even to purchase in those towns. But you also have the issue now that it used to be the police officer was the main breadwinner. Now that's not necessarily the case. Partner also works, and so um, you know they may not be able to get a job there issue of schooling comes up as far as children go. These sorts of things are making it much harder to attract officers some of the more difficult rural policing. Do you have any ideas about how to solve that problem and have you spoken to the police minister about that? Yeah, he's certainly aware of it and um, it's something that we've discussed with police. I mean, there's some issues we know, for instance, we we have a hard-to-fill allowance for some stations. That hasn't increased in 20 years, so those incentives aren't particularly um, high. There's other issues just just around um, the, you know, the nature of how officers um, can get away from their work time, um, that they're constantly you know, in a smaller place on duty because the public will know them and want to talk to them. Um, there's, there's quite a variety of issues that are going to have to be looked at to make life you know, much more palatable for a family now in rural New Zealand, especially some of the more difficult communities. Are you seeing many leaving for Australia? 
Not as many as we would have predicted, to be fair. Um, it, it sort of started off with a bit of a bang, but they seem to have dried off. Um, we are concerned. We're still waiting since July last year for a pay rise for police officers, and we think a number are just waiting to see what that might look like. Um, so we're very keen to get an offer from the government on that. And once that comes through, you know, that may be a telling factor if it's not good enough. Mm. Uh, just finally on these uh, gang laws, are these tools that police uh, were asking for that they want and are there other tools that police want? Yeah, look, the majority of officers will will be pleased with the idea of cracking down on gangs and getting tough on gangs. They're seeing the harm they're doing, they're seeing how much they've grown. Uh, they're as frustrated as anyone to see uh, large gatherings of gang members and, and right across New Zealand and they seem to be able to do what they like. So, um, you know, police will welcome that, but there are other things. I think one of the controversial things that's been around recently in the last week is the idea of this $30,000 threshold for asset seizure. We were very much opposed to the introduction of that. Uh, It was a bad move. Um, They need to get rid of that $30,000 threshold so officers can start taking these Harleys off these bike uh, gang members because that is one of the big incentives to join a gang is when you get given a Harley-Davidson motorbike. So let's take those things off them, make life uncomfortable. The minister has said he is looking at that. What threshold would you be comfortable with? Well, it doesn't need to be a threshold. You you, you put some rules, the the laws around how you got hold of that asset. I mean, as it it stands with the threshold, I can purchase something for $100,000 with all with money gained by selling drugs, and immediately 30000 of that is now legal. They've actually given $30,000 worth of illegal property and made it legal. It's one of the biggest money laundering moves that a government's ever made. It's, it was crazy. And you know, I actually support Stuart Nash coming out. I know he was anti it. Um, and it was Kerry Allen and, and the Justice Minister at the time who pushed hard for that 30000 threshold, and it was a bad idea. appreciate your time this morning. That is uh, Chris Carhill, Police Association uh, President.